everyone. We're back with another episode of Pink Grapefruit with Deanna Brown and Kathy Opp. Hi, everyone. Hey, today we decided we're going to tackle a topic, um, mostly because I'm feeling a little feisty and I've been watching too much news lately. <laughs> so it's kind of got me worked up into a couple of, of areas. And as Kathy and I were talking about that, we started down the path of retaliation. Right. No matter where it is, outside work or inside work, the behavior of retaliation. And you found out some really interesting yeah. things. And, and why we do it. Of course, my immediate wormhole is to find some scientific study. <laughs> yeah. of, so she does. She goes to the where uh, are the stats on where this? Are the stats on this. And why do we keep doing it? And uh, yeah, we found well, both of us found a couple of things. Um, one interesting, very interesting article that I found. Um, in the National Library of Medicine is uh, from Chester and DeWall on the pleasure of revenge. And you all have to admit, you've all been there. Why do we do it? Um, and this, this particular article study that, of course, includes uh, references and studies uh, from other uh, scientists, but it's interesting that People, um, you mentioned this, people will often default to being liked. This is the candor. We're going to talk about candor. We are. In yes. a minute. But um, people somehow believe that they will have this emotional release once they get revenge, once they have their revenge. The revenge, right? Because we, I yeah. mean, picture it this way. When you and I were talking about this, you did exactly what you were reading, I mean, I wish I could show you guys a picture of it because <laughs> we're like, ah, oh. like it's there's a reason it's called sweet revenge, revenge. right? I mean, what does your body want to do immediately, yeah. right? You were talking about yeah. what it activates. That was it, so it, cool. It's It activates a smile. Uh, and you've all done it. You've all seen it. Right? The when evil you lay, When you smile. lay down that perfect comeback, uh, yes. whether it's a personal relationship or work relationship and you just throw it down and yep you you nail yeah, it and you're like ha it. there you go yeah. and we do honestly get an immediate rush yes but then there's the long term then there's the long term yeah but it's it's just fascinating it kind of goes back to a conversation we had uh, uh, a while ago too about uh multitasking electronically in meetings. Yes, uh, I just got to bring that, that back because it ties into this <laughs> this discussion about people feeling uh, disrespected. Uh, you know, we all know multitasking doesn't exist. You're switch tasking. So this whole, yeah, I'm listening while you're typing is, is really not true. Yeah, while you're texting something uh, on your phone or checking something on your Right. Laptop, right. right? I mean, nobody actually buys that. Right. And that study showed that when you get frustrated because people multitasking while you're delivering like a key strategic item or leading a team meeting, what are you going to do? I'm going to double down and do exactly that. You are. The next time you have a, an opportunity, you're going to multitask in their meeting and dis. Dis yeah. their their power and their leadership, which is so funny because it, human behavior is like it's got to be like the oddest entity ever, right? The way that we do things, because you would logically think, oh, if I don't like that behavior from others, I mean, I'm sure there's some of you out there that really 
rise above that. So, you know, mm-hmm. no offense there to those that are but better. We're but we're human. But we're human. <laughs> and the typical human then yeah. will come to the next meeting and do exactly that, right? right. So it kind of falls into that retaliation, mm-hmm. revenge kind of bucket right. of behavior, right? Right, And then it starts affecting the culture or it ingrains the culture that you're in as well. Right. And and we heard that from uh, another friend of ours, Glenn Perry, who said when we asked him, so it, are the cultures, is the dialogue, is, you know, is, is organizational culture changing with the new generation yeah is are the are the leadership behaviors getting any better are the the default mechanisms which you know maybe many in our generation and those before us didn't have do you see these you know 20 something 30 something young people uh especially especially the men Mm -hmm. truthfully sure are they naturally behaving more equitably and appropriately and and I'm sure in many instances they are probably when it comes to, you know, um, sexual harassment in the mm-hmm. workplace and, and some of those things. But how about all the other a um, little more subliminal behaviors, maybe? Right. right. Are, are, are we conditioning? <laughs> Do we continue to condition our uh, cultural norms, which, yes. you know, Glenn said, sadly, yes, there hasn't been a lot of change. No, I, I, actually, that answer surprised me. If you didn't listen to our last episode with Glenn Perry, our guest, highly recommend it because when I said, "Yeah, don't you think it's it's changing the generations?" You know, like they're they're getting better at at these you know high level leadership behaviors coming naturally, right? right. And he said, "No, I I don't, I don't see it." <laughs> I, don't I was see like, "Wow, it. that is discouraging." Yeah. And so, um, yeah, well dish on that in a minute but coming back to the retaliatory behavior and how it's kind of wound in with candor we were talking about the ability to be candid you know in meetings and with your colleagues and things like that like what do the leaders model do they do they model a space do they set it up ahead of time and say today I really need each of you to be candid this is a a totally um, safe space to do that they're you know you won't have any retaliation against you. And can you trust that? Right. And because the truth is you can't really solve big issues and come up with great solutions to different things that are needed unless people are completely candid. Right. Right. That's just foundational. And you look at how uh, people, teams, organizations build from uh, awareness of each other, to perhaps promoting each other, partnering with another, to eventual collaboration and innovation. You know, the turf falls away. The trust has to go way up, and that all takes time. And time to reflect on, oh, well, they did what they said they were going to do. So if, if you came to me all out of the blue as a team leader and said, yeah, today I know we've been working on this project and I just need your complete candor. How do you think that would play? If you've never asked for it before. I would be completely uncertain, right? right? It's all going to, I probably wouldn't. I would filter that depending on my level of trust and my level of courage, right? Because we also talked about, you know, the ability to be 
um, candid with one person or, or in a group of people also depends on my innate desire to be liked. And yes. we're not talking about sort of the dysfunctional behavior of, I don't ever do anything because I'm afraid people won't like me. We're just talking about the natural human inclination to, you know, do I want to be super duper honest or would I rather have the world kind of like me and get along and move forward? Mm -hmm. And humans will always default to kind of, you know, just moving along. Well, you don't want to get kicked out of the tribe. You don't, right? <laughs> this is about being, this is social, you yeah. know, tribing, right? Yeah. You don't want to be out there alone because, you know, ancient history would tell us you die. Right. If you're alone, you, if you're you out of the tribe. You don't want to be kicked out of the cave. No, <laughs> you do not. And so yeah. how honest are you willing to be? And you know, then that plays in with the, the courage to retaliate as well. Right. Right. It's it's very difficult. And I think that's uh, a question that I would pose to leaders um, at all levels right now. Are, are you truly building trust to allow your teams or have you set your teams up in the beginning to uh, – to develop trust so that you can have candor and get to collaboration and innovation. I mean, that's, that's right. an intentional right. setup. It's yeah. not, you're right. That is not just a given. I mean, we can, you know, cite examples that we've seen with our clients over the years <laughs> all yeah. day long. I mean, you know, we've heard them say, oh, we don't have a trust problem. That's right. not the problem <laughs> on our team. Everybody's fine and they trust each other. They do speak up. And then as we're watching them and listening and engaging, I'm like, wow. No, you have a huge trust problem, mm -hmm. and your people are actually not saying what's really on their mind. And then they're going off on their own and doing who knows what. They're either working to support something to move forward, or they're throwing some barriers out there, right? right. They're derailing right. things. It, it still comes back to that retaliation, that undercurrent of I'm going to you know, win. I'm going to protect myself at all costs. That, I think that's the key right there. I'm going to protect myself. I'm going to yep. do what I need to do to feel fulfilled and motivated, and I'm going to stay over here in my corner and uh, do that. If As long as I can do that and not have to necessarily fit in, be, but I'm still a contributor because I'm doing this out here that is benefiting in some way, then... If allowed, that will propagate. Oh, absolutely. Just without anyone even blinking. It just, yeah. you know, we've often talked about, you know, cultures and the climate that supports that. Um, it grows on its own and it'll yeah. grow into whatever you allow it or intentionally want it to be. Right. But it will Correct. grow. So if, if you're a leader and you're not intentionally saying out loud to your team members repeatedly, right, because mm -hmm. people have to hear things over and over and over and see it and see it in action over and over and over if you're not saying hey i really need level 10 honesty today on this issue and i want everyone to know that your input is valued i'm going to listen to it mm -hmm. and you know we're all going to leave um friends when we're done yeah. here just like we walked in as and, and to me, there's, there's a couple of dimensions there. You can do that at a team level, but if you see hesitancy, I think it's incumbent upon a team leader to have one-on-ones with team members to say, oh, you may not be comfortable yet in the team 
uh, to speak up. I want I want us to get there, but let's talk. You know, speaking individually with people and trying to draw things out. Um, I think it's another way to get people to then come together at the next time and say, you know, hey, hey, Josh, um, you had a great idea. Maybe giving them the platform and then allowing them to talk because you've already kind of set the stage. So I, th I think it takes multiple levels. People need to, s to hear it as a team. They need to hear it one-on-one. -on -one. They need to hear that you're also saying that at the upper levels of the organization. You're representing them well uh, in the upper levels of the organization. So, you know, the pipeline uh, flows up and down. Like, are you preaching and doing what you say in terms of candor? And you're right. And do they, do they see and hear and read the communication that supports that at yes. the top levels of an organization? Or does it feel like, yeah, they just do it when we're around here. They want us to be, you know, super honest and, you know, put everything on the table here. But I don't see that our senior leadership does that at all. Right. Right. People are really adept at seeing behaviors. Like people are watching all day long. Oh, they, they right? are. They are. And it's sometimes easy for a leader to, uh, under the guise of uh, shielding their team, um, to to not to not do what they say in the team at the upper levels. Yes. Right. Yeah. So people have no idea that you may have this great team atmosphere, and it's not known at the upper level that or recognized at the upper level. And so if that leader decides to move on, your team could be shell-shocked. Oh, absolutely. I've seen that happen. Yeah. Right? Because, it, again, I mean, we always come back to that thing of, of modeling leadership. So if you're a leader that tends to have some passive-aggressive behaviors or or you get a little mm -hmm. pleasure out of retaliate, yeah. retaliating we all you know, do. different times. We, it, all do. we all do a little bit, right? We yeah. do that a little. We do it with our families and, sure. you know, friends. And sometimes it's little and, you know, fairly harmless. And sometimes it's mm -hmm. a big-ass deal, right? So right. you have to, you know, you have to really recognize that. So the short-term, like we talked about, the short-term pleasure of mm -hmm. saying, ah, got it. You know, whether it's, I loved your example about, just having the right comeback, right? That really puts somebody down, mm -hmm. right? At the end of the day, ooh, gosh, it makes me think of way back in that, in the movie, people are going to laugh at this, um, You've Got Mail, right? right? <laughs> Between Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, and Tom Hanks always has the best comebacks. Like, it's a gift of his, and they can be ruthless and she just wants to be like him she's like I never know what to say in the moment and then I think about it later and then it's way too late and he's like well wouldn't that be magic if you know you had that ability and then she actually does it one time and just rips him across the carpet <laughs> in front of him and he just like he is shell-shocked yeah like, right? right and and she's like oh there was actually no pleasure in that now I feel 10 times worse than I have before. Yeah. It's the emotional rush as, yes. it, as it happens when yes. the smile appears, turning up the lips just a little bit. You know, it's it's definitely feeds the brain 
Yes. Um, and super yeah. unhealthy yeah. for the environment. Right. Right. I mean, we can't build workplaces right. on that. And so, you know, I think, you know, when we were talking about the generations and like how what are we going to do? Yes. Like, I, I don't want to to leave my time thinking that I didn't make as big a dent as I could have in developing leaders of the future. I mean, you know, we're all going to need them at some point when we're not as active, you know, in life. There's going to be other people running our world. And mm-hmm. what do they what do they do? I mean, it's it's impossible not to see out there. All you got to do is look at our world of politics. And sure. there's about a million examples of not only what we've been talking about today, but just atrocious leadership behaviors that are unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And it's it's in front of us all the time. So, right. you know, what are we going to do so, to help the next generation? Right. Uh, and I think that's it's an important conversation that I would challenge everybody to have. It's like, <laughs> you know, how do we get comfortable with uh, candor? Because sometimes it's going to come back to you as a leader. Well, you've never asked us before, you know, and then maybe maybe you just take offense to that or um, or even you put an idea out there. I've had this and the team's not excited about it. (laughs) Right. And it's kind of a whole bunch of crickets and people are kind of leaning on their hands on the screen and you're like i hmm Mm, okay that just didn't fly i put effort into it and brain cells so offer something else up you know and and maybe there's a reason people don't it may not be that they just don't like it they may not have had the space to think of something on their own or they don't have enough context to feel that they can offer something uh, as an alternative and I think that's where we really need to that's where collaboration comes in because we need to say okay I don't care if you don't like it tell me let's talk through it what don't you understand or what you've got to get deeper in these conversations well I think that's a that's a key piece to um, the point of people don't want to hurt anyone's feelings feelings either right that's another human behavior well I don't want to be too honest or, you know, I know that they worked really hard on this whole thing or they're really excited about this idea and I'm going to come in and just squash it. They'll feel bad. I care about this person. I don't want to, you know, do that to them. Right. And then that can get in the way. I mean, that's a it's a nice, compassionate thought. Right. And yet it gets in the way of moving an idea or a project forward because people won't really be honest. Yes. Yes, and and there's ways too that I think um, that the genders get misunderstood as well. Oh, in, hands in, down. In, in candor, in delivering, <laughs> in being candid when somebody has asked. Um, we've talked about this a little bit too, on uh, a few episodes, on a and few. with with Glenn on the last episode too as well. The difference between you know how women get labeled as aggressive versus men assertive. Right. When. You asked. <laughs> right. You asked yeah. for it. I told it to, I you, told it to you. And now all of a sudden she's yeah. she's too direct. She's too blunt. She's, you know, not soft enough. She's not nice enough right. with her delivery. Right. Uh, yes, I had uh, a mentor one time tell me, you need to learn to candy coat the knife, Kathy. <laughs> candy coat the knife. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I was called a velvet hammer. 
Yeah. So at one point. So there you go. Knives and Hammers. That sounds like a Netflix show to me. <laughs> maybe that's maybe yeah. that should be the next episode, right? Candy coated knives and velvet hammers. hammers. Maybe. <laughs> maybe so. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, but truly, we just wanted to tackle this a little bit and open the conversation. Encourage you to have these conversations with those around you. Um, you know, your trusted circles. Uh, stop and give it some reflection time as you work with your team or with your friends and family. I mean, this is really, this is life, not just work. Well, and I think coming back, you know, as you step into that as a team, let's, you know, set the stage. Hey, I I really need us to be candid about this proposal or um, this opportunity that we have. And maybe it does squash somebody else's idea. I think there's steps you can do to Follow up with that person afterwards. Even though you say, oh, everybody's okay. Yes, we're a great team. Uh, we're very trusting. I would follow up with the person whose idea is now rejected that maybe spent quite a bit of time, dedicated time to the team to bring that forward. I would go to that person afterwards and say, hey, how are you feeling? Yeah, How are you really feeling? In fact, yeah. I'd probably go to everyone in the meeting Yeah, and you know, check in and see what's really going on. Because you're right. If you're going to ask, okay, we all good? Yeah, okay, we agreed oh, we'd yeah. all be good, right? Yeah, everybody's good? Yeah. We're good. Yeah, everybody's got yeah, smile. And no. Sh- yeah, uh-uh. no. In reality, that's that's not. There's some level of good to really Hurt not feelings. good yeah. in, the, in the mix there at, at, you know, different rankings probably for people. So right. um, it's, it's not something to just easily slide by and assume. It's not. It's not. Yeah. So, so give challenge. us some thought this week. Yeah. Give us some challenge. 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 Yeah. Um, you know, how are you modeling this behavior? The behavior to be open. Um, are you modeling revenge with a smile? Um, take notice of it. You know. Take notice. And and also, how are we going to change the dynamics in our culture? And I think that's what you and I really want to know, right? We don't pretend to have all that answers but we know what we see and we know what we've been seeing over many years mm-hmm. right and and how things are continuing to devolve in so many areas right so how are we going to fix this everyone how are we going to level up to our the cultures, mindsets to the interactions to the behaviors that we so desire yet yeah we retaliate we we all <laughs> say we want it to be this way well you know at some point you got to you got to start hitting the mark. So yeah. let us know. You got ideas? Shoot We'd love to hear them. Yeah. We'll we'll keep the conversations going on this. So yeah. Have a great week. Yep. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us today for the Pink Grapefruit Podcast. If you would like assistance with organizational culture alignment, mentorship programs, strategic directioning, process optimization or leader development, talk to us. Absolutely. Find out more about our cutting-edge services at k2ohsolutions.com, where we're committed to elevating organizations of character. And if you like this podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button and join us every week. Until next time.